Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. It's the end of the month, and that can only mean one thing. Time for December's Crazy Travel Roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. As everybody knows, it's the end of the month and time for that crazy travel roundup. And once again, we have Chris Brown with us. Chris, how's it going? It's going absolutely great. Glad the end of the year and the holidays are upon us. So looking forward to an awesome 2020, but doing really well. Thanks. And we're actually, we're recording this on a Saturday, but that lean time between Christmas and New Year's where nobody really knows what day of the week it is and everybody's ready to start drinking at 10 a.m. We're winding up the year. So as we do typically every month, we're going to go over the crazy travel stories. We actually start this one out with gentlemen arrested at airport with 80 pounds of marijuana disguised as holiday gifts. This comes to us from Boing Boing. He was only dreaming of a green Christmas, you guys. In Nashville, Tennessee, an unfortunate gentleman is in jail after authorities and their canine drug-sniffing dogs to be precise, smelled some odiferous weed in the dude's luggage. Court documents say Tennessee State Police caught Samphone Tara Majar, age 57, with a quantity of cannabis that measured over 80 pounds wrapped up to look like Christmas gifts. Timurjai had flown into Nashville from Seattle, the document states. He was booked into jail, bonded out Tuesday, and according to online records, it's unclear whether he had an attorney who could comment on his behalf. Like they say, it's a season to be jolly, right? <laughs> <laughs> they say they're wrapped up like pr- Christmas gifts. I think they were. I think he was, <laughs> I think he was going to be passing that out. What do you think the chances are of those being regifted? <laughs> exactly. None. None and less than none. I love they start uh, out with an unfortunate gentleman. Mm, really? Is that the proper use of that word, unfortunate? <laughs> and, and again, this just just solidifies my thoughts on people that smoke dope. They will go to the ends of the earth to find new and different, and now in this case, different ways to transport. Could you imagine this guy at the at the kitchen table wrapping little bag? I don't know, you put it in a bag or a box? How do you wrap dope? Uh, just some raffia or a nice little bow. <laughs> It's pretty straightforward, I think. I would have left it in its bud form, I guess, and just tell everybody it was my Christmas tree. <laughs> All right, on to you, Chris. Well, uh, my first story, Steve, was uh, it was an unfortunate event. A man was removed from flight stuck in Austin, Texas for four days due to an unusual pet. This is uh, comes to us from View from the Wing. A California man was stranded in Austin for four days after being kicked off a flight. He was trying to get home with his possum, not posse, his possum. And he did everything right. He wanted to make sure he'd be good to fly on JetBlue with a possum. He called the Department of Transportation and cleared it with them. Then he called JetBlue and says he was told it would be fine. And indeed, he had no problems flying JetBlue from Long Beach to Austin. But according to the airline, JetBlue gladly accepts small dogs and cats only in an approved pet carrier. 
On the customer's return trip, our crew members in Austin witnessed the opossum come out of its carrier and saw that it was not a cat or dog. The crew members informed the customer that the opossum would not be able to travel on the flight and worked to assist the customer with his options. So, (laughs) this guy, who's obviously, we'll call him Dr. Doolittle, because I don't even know if he has a name. Oh, Gerald. Gerald Tottenhan. And the opossum has a name. It's not just an animal. It's Zatara. So, Zatara, our friendly little marsupial, is able to fly out with him, right? So, JetBlue lets him on the plane. And then it wasn't until they clipped him on the on the trip back, only because obviously she had to get out and take a little breath there. And as soon as she did, they wailed on him. And I love that uh, if you read this, they talk about his options, discussing his, his options were you stay here or she doesn't fly. Those were his options. So they <laughs> they took his money to go to Austin. And then on the way back, they rebook him. And then when they rebooked him, when he went to pick up the flight, the ticket, they go, oh, yeah, do you you have a pet? So they set him up. So he ends up paying a a ticket on United to fly back home. This is crazy. So so if Zatar had, like, stayed in the cage, we'd been okay. You know, if only Zatar knew how to pretend to be dead. What do they call that when you pretend to be dead? (laughs) Play him possum. Play him possum. Makes (laughs) They named it after her. Yeah. <laughs> How did she well, not know? The whole, the whole service animal support, emotional, whatever you want to call it to me, is complete sketchiness. Jackie and I flew up to Nashville this past week, and we saw a couple dogs in the Nashville airport. And I love dogs. I've got, I've got two of them. But this one poor dog looked like it needed its own emotional support animal. It was, I think you can go on Amazon and buy a vest for about 30 bucks, strap it on your pet and go, poof, it's an emotional support animal. (laughs) Yeah, just bite a thunder shirt. It feels comfortable and it stays calm. Nobody will know. Put a bright yellow tag with lots of black micro writing on it. Nobody will know one way or another. This poor little possum. Where do you get a possum in Long Beach? Well, he, he had to make a choice at the pet store. It was either that or the Vietnamese pot-bellied pig. So oh, I, I think he chose poorly. I think the pig would have been let on. I bet you they would have oh, let yeah. that one ride. They let little horses. Why wouldn't they let little pigs? And pigs are probably easier to get women with than a possum. Nobody wants to hold a possum. Yeah, yeah, because they, they know the hissing. That's not good. Next one is from Boing Boing. Plane forced to turn around after woman fakes illness to get a bigger seat. A woman was taken into, I love this, protective custody for pretending she was experiencing a breathing problem in order to get a bigger seat on an American Airlines flight from Pensacola to Miami. American Eagle 3508 returned to Pensacola due to the passenger who requested medical assistance. American Airlines said in a statement to NBC on Friday, the flight took off at 5.43 a.m., Landed back at Pensacola at 6.26 a.m., taxied to the gate. All passengers deplaned normally at the gate through the main boarding door and onto the jet bridge. The passenger was quickly removed by law enforcement and medical personnel, and the flight took off again at 7.41 a.m. This is our Florida story of the month. Pensacola to Miami, I'm guessing that taxiing on the runway takes longer than the flight. That flight can't be... 
45 minutes. Oh, really? My guess is the breathing problem probably came from passengers trying to strangle her when they realized they were turning that plane back around to go at 5.43 in the morning. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if it took off at 5.43? They've been there since, what, 4 o'clock maybe? Easily. You're already either hungover. Okay, or just extremely pissed you're that up you're you're early that you know that morning. This is <laughs> where did she get this idea? Who told her, hey, you know what you do? Here's the deal. You want to sit in first class, you start choking. <laughs> my well, friend my friend Bill does this constantly. Better this idea. So here, funny you should mention first class. I did a little bit of research, which is code for reading the comments. But anyway, the plane was an Embraer ERJ-145. That plane has two seats and one seat. There's no first class. There's no bigger seats on the plane. I mean, this woman was truly an idiot. And she's from Florida. Wow. As soon as you said the plane number, I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't that the one-seaters? I mean, yeah, what, it's, the one, it's the one, too. There's no it doesn't matter. I mean, there's already no air on. If you can't breathe, there's already no air on that flight to begin with. What was the What was the Ron White? His bit where the pilot turned around and goes, ah, we're heading back. I mean, it's so small. I don't even think they have a PA system. The guy that takes your ticket actually flies the plane. Exactly. He could, can't you just turn around and go, hey, man, we're almost there. Just literally, you don't need to uh, yeah, the, speakers. the lady in 7B can't breathe. We're going to turn around and they're. This is a sad state of affairs. Well, but yeah, it's, it's she uh, she needs FlightAware, uh, ma'am. If you if you own a phone, a smartphone, download FlightAware and get your plane information before you pull this scam next go around. Check out Seat Guru as well. <laughs> there you go. It's our free plugs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're not sponsors, but we use them exactly all the time. Oh, all right. Well. Let's see what's going on down under. Drink your coffee, then eat the rest. Air New Zealand testing edible cups. This comes from the points guy. Air New Zealand is determined to make a difference when it comes to sustainability and reducing waste from flights. For its latest innovation, the New Zealand flag carrier has teamed up with local Kiwi family-run business Twice to create an edible coffee cup which is being trialed in lounges in Auckland and on some flights between Australia and New Zealand. The biscotti cups are vanilla-flavored and couple up as a sweet treat for passengers once they finish their hot tea or coffee. The trial comes not long after the airline introduced biodegradable cups on the ground and in the air in the hope that the 8 million coffee cups that the airline serves per year would not end up in a landfill. I'm a Willy Wonka guy. I love this idea. I do have concerns, though. That similar flight in Florida, I'm thinking is about how long it takes to get from Australia to New Zealand down there. And I could be wrong, but I don't see these as New York to London type affair. Uh, Since those cups, you'd have to be chugging just in case. I think there's some structural uh, challenges here, Steve. I'm going to put this, file this under the what could possibly go wrong department, and I'm with you. I mean, recently we've been forced to use paper straws, right? And they yep. suck. I mean, I, I can only imagine the challenges with an edible and digestible coffee cup. That being said, though, if they made them out of Biscoff cookies like on Delta, 
I'm not a coffee mm. guy, but I'm all in at that point with Biscoff edible <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Delta, are you listening? We are all in. That would be so cool. It's and, like, and, you know, uh, what are the little treats where you eat them? And then, I mean, this happens all the time. Ice cream, right? In sure. a cone. That's a win, right? But it's coffee cold. It's not hot coffee. True. Yeah, you hot know. coffee. Yeah, you best make sure the people making these, there's got to be some good QA at the back end of these uh, assembly lines. And you're more of a coffee guy than I am. But I always say, if you have to inhale while you're trying to order your coffee, you really don't love coffee that much. So <laughs> Exactly. As long as McDonald's doesn't get in these, I think we're going to be okay. It would be a it would be a McCup. So we're heading back to view from the wing. Evacuation slide falls from sky as Delta flight lands in Boston. Delta flight four hundred five from Paris to Boston arrived thirty four minutes early on Sunday, despite pushing back fifteen minutes late. This wasn't the only thing notable about the flight, however. A family was standing in their yard when an uninflated evacuation slide fell from the sky as the aircraft made its approach into Logan. The six-foot-long slide took down three or four tree branches on the way to the ground. LaGuardia said, uh, I'm sorry, Luea, the lady, said her and her neighbor's backs were turned when they looked like what like a giant silver tarp had landed. Upon inspection, they found a Boeing label on it and called the police, who eventually figured out, through good police work, that the tarp was actually an uninflated emergency evacuation slide. So I'm going back to the Ron White. Apparently, somebody skipped how to shut the evacuation slide door day at Airplane College. I was reading this story. You know how we joke about planes coming in hot. Uh, <laughs> I think they were trying to make a run. And uh, it makes you wonder. They're just like, what else can we lose in order to make up that 15 minutes? Uh, obviously, it worked. I see William Shatner in the, in the uh, Twilight Zone as these. There's something on the wing as this thing comes ripping off the wing or flying out to the ground. <laughs> like no one's going to notice this thing departing. This is amazing. I really what I I did the same thing. I went and read some of the notes, and there was finally a pilot in there that goes. This happens all the time. I, I read the same thing. He goes. It really doesn't affect the plane's flight. Really. Because when I sit on planes, they kind of they don't want me sitting on one side because of my girth. I mean, you lose a slide, and, <laughs> and Captain Kangaroo can still bounce you into the airport on time. Had this been me in my neighborhood, and I had found this, the last thing I would have done was call the police. I'd have put that thing in my garage and started renting it out for kids' parties on the weekend. Little air pump action. The thing save you three four hundred a weekend. <laughs> it's like getting a free car. Oh, man. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, thank goodness it, it really truly wasn't disastrous except for the tree. Yeah, I'm glad the tree was the only one that paid the price. That's brutal. I can only imagine uh, going one way or the other, one more second. You got a totally different family cookout. People are getting crayons and coloring books for Christmas from then on. All right. Um, this one, um, <clears throat> this is freaking <laughs> me out. Okay. <laughs> We got a lot of stories behind this story. This is coming from TMZ. And woman allegedly stung by scorpion while plane was in the air. A woman on a United Airlines flight got way more than a trip from point A to point B, ending her journey instead with burning pain from multiple scorpion stings. The woman says she was on a flight from San Francisco to Atlanta 
Thursday morning. She says while in the air, she began to feel a stinging sensation on her leg and went to the restroom when it intensified. The woman says that when the scorpion dropped out of her pant leg, still alive, and scurried across the floor, it was eventually caught by flight attendants. Paramedics met with her once the plane landed to tend to her multiple stings. Luckily, she's going to be just fine. Let me explain to you as one who has actually had a close encounter with a scorpion, she is not going to be just fine. So (laughs) this one, this is a freaky story. So, uh, one, I'm glad that they eventually caught it, and this is just, you know, my love of United. I didn't need another reason. But um, (laughs) (laughs) when she talks about the scorpion, when I first got out of college, you know how you grab the roommates, right, in order to meet bills. So, we were living in this apartment complex and uh, near some woods, and I was just sitting there watching TV one night, and uh, I saw what I thought you know, was a, uh, like a spider behind the couch. And then if I didn't see it come back. And then a few minutes later, I felt on my neck, I like flicked around and looked at this thing goes again, darts behind the couch. Well, I take a flashlight. I'm going to look and it's a little wood scorpion. Now the little wood scorpion is about an inch long at this point, which was still freaking me out. Little brown wood scorpion. This lady coming from out West I don't think it's one of those black emperor scorpions. I'm sure she would have felt that because those things are as big as your hand. This is uh, to have something like that on your body. That's a little freaky, man. Well, first of all, I can tell you who was not on that flight. Samuel L. Jackson. Because (laughs) I think he did a movie called Snakes on a Plane, but there's no movie called Scorpions on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. And and because, because I am so broken... When I first read this, the only thing I could think of was somebody probably dragged that thing on there as an emotional support animal (laughs) of some sort. But I, again, did some research, which translates to I read some of the comments as well. And apparently there is all kinds of things like when you get over some of these third world countries where snakes crawl up the landing gear on the tarmac Mm -hmm. into the belly of the plane that suddenly migrate and fall out of the luggage compartment. I totally get it. I've never been stung by a scorpion. I've seen a couple of them, but you're right. The kind, I'm sure this was not one of those scorpions like like you were talking about. It was more like one of those scorpions you get tattooed on the back of your calf when you're 18 and feel like you can take on the world. Exactly. I mean, it's got, I mean, if you look at that little picture with the box, I'm going to need that box size as a reference. That says eight ounces. <laughs> so this oh, yeah. thing is probably maybe an inch and a half long, two inches long. That'd be still. If she was feeling it, that's going to flip her out for a while. She's oh, yeah, not going to sit very peacefully for a little bit. Well, I'm sure United probably United probably comped her 5,000 free air miles or something for her troubles. I think that would have been the right thing to do. We need to research that. <laughs> so, again, from TMZ, who is becoming a regular contributor to this, Richard Greco busted for public intoxication. That's a familiar name, right? Richard Greco. Well, he was oh. from 21 Jump Street. And he uh, tried to fly from Texas to Pennsylvania, but ended up in jail instead because, according to cops, he had too much to drink. Law enforcement officers, our sources tell TMZ, cops were flagged to Greco's gate at DFW Thursday by an agent who uh, denied him boarding. We're told Greco was hunched over the counter, yelling at employees and slurring his speech. 
and he also reeked of booze. Cops say they sat Greco down for a chat, and he admitted to drinking two cranberry vodkas before the flight. Greco was taken into custody for public intoxication, and officers note he was very unsteady on his feet when they brought him in for booking. Back in the day, this guy was the bomb. Mm-hmm. 21 Jump Street was a must-watch. I mean, this is the type of guy that you figured would always be good-looking. Something bad happened. There's actually, I'm going to put a mugshot up on the blog. But this guy looks like he could be Alice Cooper's son. I don't know what, I don't know if it's bad plastic <laughs> surgery, ill tweezing of the eyebrows, bad just for men hair. Dye. I have no idea where this thing went off the rails. Drying. I talk about it. I talk about all the time, drinking in the airport never ends well. It's romantic. You see it in the movies. It sounds great. It's expensive. But something happens when you get inside that pressurized aluminum tube. And this guy didn't even make it to that point. But I think it's just all the the heightened hype of an airport that really just gets the blood. And in this case, the booze pumping. What's your take? I, you know, I like the way that I like Greco's attitude towards it. You know, they they reached him. And that right there is is admirable, right? It's usually we talk to his press person or whatnot. They reach Greco and he goes, look, it's an unfortunate incident and not that big of a deal. Now, that's not true to the journalist who broke the story and is now going to plaster this all over the internet. However, I think when he's got some other stuff, I think he, he was taking a uh, like an air flight you know, sickness drug, two cranberry vodkas brings you down then uh, I think he just needs some help dealing with that section. But you're right. Greco was one of those guys that you were like, okay, this guy's just going to be bad to the bone for the rest of our lives. Hanging out with Depp and all these guys, and something just derailed with that crew. It's like Jump 21 Jump Street was just like, I don't know, next to that guy who always shows up on the bad comedy shows and they all die after he gets there. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Who was, yeah, who was that guy? I forget. From, I know exactly uh, who you're talking about. Happy Days. He killed Happy Days. He killed Married with Children. All those guys. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah you would think uh, it turned into a curse over there. That's sad. Sad story. Hope he gets help. Who knows? Maybe this could be the beginning of his comeback. That's what happened to Robert Probably. Downey Jr. Got his life straightened well, out. Next thing's flying around as Iron Man. Who knows? Well, what did Downey say? That he's allergic to drugs and alcohol. It makes him break out in handcuffs. <laughs> There you go. Uh, and that is a man who has truly struggled. So that's uh, admirable. Too funny. So we're going to end with a very shocking article. <laughs> this comes from the points guy. Not just shampoo. New study reveals the shocking things people are stealing from hotels. The study itemizes the most commonly stolen article from 1,157 hotels all of which are four- and five-star properties. Much of the information would surprise no one. Cutlery, hangers, towels. But these hotels reported that lamps, wall art, and mattresses are disappearing as well. A bewildering 4.2% of these hotels claim they've got vanishing mattresses. (laughs) While it's hard to even fathom Step one of a mattress heist. The math suggests that at least 48 mattresses have been stolen. Interestingly enough, the data also shows that a five-star hotel guest is 8.1 times more likely to steal a mattress than a four-star hotel guest. These are also anecdotal accounts of stolen furniture, 
a grand piano, and taxidermy from the lobbies. I, 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 bewildering was the perfect word choice. Kudos to who wrote that article. <laughs> Steve, how do you, you know, these mattresses aren't, they're not small either. These are not standard have mattresses. You, these are kings. Yeah. Have you ever moved a king size mattress? Well, I have. We've got one. And it is, it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's like fighting a three year old trying to put a sweater on him. It's totally, totally a massive task. And then how do you get it in the elevator down and then back out? Like my wife travels with a, she takes to take her pillow with her. So she has something mm. from my pillowcase cover.com. So she can put her pillow in it. She doesn't look like a rube walking through the airport. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you disguise a mattress or, you know, grab the mattress in the footstool. We're heading out. <laughs> I was just, have, have you ever taken anything? The only thing I take for is toiletries. I, cause I, do. I, I don't it's toiletries. I wouldn't even yeah. dream of taking anything out. I remember the first time I went to Vegas and you get into your rooms and the irons are like welded to the side of your ironing boards. And you're like, okay, who's t- they're chained, chained with welds. And I was like, who's stealing irons? And now I'm reading this article of, who has the cojones to nonchalantly saunter through the lobby or the back door through the kitchen with a king-size mattress going, I just forgot something in my car. I'm going to run right out. I'll be right back. And they're stealing these mattresses. Or you know they're flying to these places in all likelihood. Who who flies to these places and goes, I think I'm going to run a uh, U-Haul in order to go back. I'm taking I'm taking some stuff. Yeah, the by bed? the time you you could have bought the mattress, and I remember there was a recent article the the last quarter of the year about if you walk into any establishment with a ladder under your arm, you can pretty much do whatever you want because nobody questions a guy with a ladder. But like you said, if you're heading across the lobby over at the uh, Four Seasons and you and your your partner are dragging a mattress, I'm guessing somebody's going to ask you, "Go, oh, what's up?" And and you mentioned the iron story. Years ago, we used to, you and I both frequented the the metropolis of Easley, South Carolina, quite a bit. And there was a there wasn't a hotel. There was I think only a Country Inn and Suites mm-hmm. there at the time. And I'll never forget they actually had a sign on the bathroom counter of what stuff cost if you happened to steal it. The iron was X. The ironing board. I'm like, what are these people? Yeah. Why? I mean, I remember you know growing up when they had ashtrays and you could smoke in a hotel room. People would take the ashtrays and things like that, but. Yeah, the cojones to take a mattress, I, you know, and most of the hotels sell them. Uh, I know one of the guys, we have a, a, a common friend that actually bought his. There was mm-hmm. a hotel mattress he liked, and, you know, you go online and you can buy it. Yes. You don't have to steal it. You, know, you don't have to steal it, you can buy it. And I love that in the article, if you keep reading, it's in there. They actually use it to go, hey, you don't have to steal these things. And if you're like a Marriott member or these guys – They'll give you massive discounts on the mattresses. Don't feel like you have to steal these things. So if that's the case, and they're saying that it's the five, you know, the five-star guys and then the four-star guys, it makes me wonder if somebody's seen the Thomas Crown affair too much. Maybe it's just the ultra-wealthy getting off on, this will be an adrenaline rush getting this mattress out of here. I don't think that's the case, right? They're not stealing a Matisse. It's a mattress. I said the Matisse. Uh, so somebody's just not hearing them, but this amazing story. But yeah, uh, for those of you who really want those mattresses, you can buy them. They'll sell them to you in a heartbeat. And it doesn't have other people's dead skin on them. I'm guessing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, well, that kind of wraps up December. Chris, any crazy uh, travel plans coming out of the gate for 2020? Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be probably running around the uh, uh, southeast a bunch uh, via car, and then we're gonna head out. Uh, I'm gonna do some West Coast runs for the first quarter, a lot in California, uh, a little bit in uh, maybe the Midwest as well. So not quite as far, but yeah, it's gonna get a little intense here in the first quarter. So it's been nice. I've been home a lot uh, lately, so it's time to kick the year off pretty intensely. This is kind of my downtime of the year. We actually went to the dry cleaner today with two g- giant bags. I can, this is the time of year where I get everything dry cleaned and I'm ready to go out the gate come uh, January 6th or so. Yeah. Well, Chris, always a pleasure. It's always great talking to you and uh, we'll gather back around towards the end of January. Absolutely, Steve. Have a great, happy new year and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.